Now, Kathleen became a Christian at a very early age in South Africa. In fact, she was telling us only uh, just uh, a couple of weeks before she died of the very verse of scripture that God used to open her eyes and to bring her to himself. It was the words recorded by the Lord Jesus in Revelation 3 verse 20, where Jesus stands outside the door of the church of Laodicea and issues this marvellous invitation. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. And by God's grace, Kathleen was enabled to respond to the master's voice. The door of her heart was opened and the saviour came right in. And that was the beginning of her Christian life and experience. It was a personal relationship with her Lord. She dedicated her life to nursing, as we have already heard. And really, once a nurse, always a nurse. She had a very caring, loving disposition, always ready and practical to do anything to help others. We experienced that when we first came to the area back in 2002, and I became the pastor here. Um, Marilyn, my wife, uh, needed some help, some sighted assistance with her admin, uh, keeping her diary up to date and making sure that all the hospital appointments were there and also getting her prescriptions organised. And Kathleen, although she was getting on in years then, uh, she willingly stepped into the breach to help. And you know, she came on a weekly basis for years. They loved that time together every week. It was usually on a Wednesday morning and uh, they would meet about 9.30. They would have prayer together and Bible reading and Christian friendship and fellowship. And then they would get down to the business in hand. And uh, through the morning, there would be plenty of cups of tea interspersed with lots of raucous laughter. They really loved those times together and Marilyn misses Kathleen's help greatly. Bernard and Kathleen uh, first came to worship here back in the mid-1980s and they attended regularly on a Sunday morning and then in the evening they would go off and support the Gospel Hall in Welling. Kathleen was also a, a diligent attender at the ladies meeting here on a Thursday, the ladies rest hour and she absolutely loved that meeting and she was so diligent and uh, always came prepared to contribute to it, either with uh, a favourite verse or hymn uh, that she loved. Uh, she loved her Bible, as we've heard, and uh, I don't know how many times she must have read it through from cover to cover, but it must have been an enormous amount, uh, because the Word of God just seemed to flow out of her. She seemed to know it all off by heart. And over the years, she was uh, a regular speaker at the rest hour. She was very popular and uh, in great demand, not only here in Belvedere, but also in many other uh, ch uh, churches in the local area. Because when she used to speak about her wonderful saviour and open up God's word, she used to get so excited, she used to get so animated uh, that uh, I'm sure she would have taken off 
had not gravity kept her down. But uh, her enthusiasm was so infectious, people loved to listen to her. And she would often illustrate her talks uh, with illustrations from her beloved South Africa days. It was uh, truly sad to see her declining in uh, recent times when she lost her hearing. It was a great burden to her, a great trial, and she felt uh, increasingly cut off. But she had learned to lip read to some extent, and uh, she was still able to communicate, and she bore it all with great cheerfulness and Christian grace. But then eventually she lost her independence completely, and it was very hard for her being a nurse and used to caring for others, having, had, having to have carers to come in 24-7. And then when she came out of hospital for that last and final time recently, and uh, she was now uh, stricken to her bed, she felt that her life had come to an end. Her work was now done, and all she longed to do was to go and be at home with her saviour. That hope was literally burning in our heart. She would often say to visitors, well, don't come next week because the Lord is coming for me. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in glory. And uh, the, the weeks would pass and she was still here. Sometimes she would wake out of sleep thinking, am I in heaven? No, she was still in the front room of 12 Noel Avenue and was rather disappointed. But we thank God this morning that she didn't have to wait too long, did she? Because on that morning of uh, October the 20th, about 11.15, the Lord came to receive her to himself. And now she is in the presence of her Saviour, whom she loves so dearly and serves so faithfully. She is with Christ, which is far, far better. Now, the Bible describes death as an enemy. Death is an invader an intruder in our world. And death is something which is most unnatural in that it's not how God originally intended things to be. And death is a subject that most people try desperately to avoid. They do not like to think or speak of it. In fact, the very thought of death shocks, upsets and unnerves and all the world over, people get embarrassed and rattled if you talk to them about death and dying. It's no wonder the Bible calls death the king of terrors. Death is a most feared thing. But to the Christian believer like Kathleen, death held no such fear, no such terror. Although the believer may be afraid of the process of dying, the believer is never afraid of death itself because we know that Christ has conquered death. Death is a defeated foe and the Christian can never face death with confidence and say with the Apostle Paul, O oh death, where is your sting? O oh grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Death for the believer is just the gateway and that glorious entrance into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. To die is to be with Christ, which is far better. 
And we are certain of this hope this morning for at least three reasons. Firstly, it's based upon the death that Jesus died. In Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, in chapter 5 and verse 9, Paul wrote, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Death, as I have already said, is an unnatural thing. God intended us to live. He gave our first parents life, and yet death has entered the world. But why? And what is the reason for it? And the Bible quickly reminds us that physical death is the penalty of sin. The wages of sin is death. And because all have sinned, all shall die. But the glorious and the wonderful good news of the Christian message is that the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, in his mighty love for us, went to that cross. And there he died in our place, bearing the punishment that we deserved, so that we who are trusting in him, whether we wake or sleep, whether we live or die, we should live together with him. You see, the true believer will never be separated from the Lord. The Apostle Paul could say in Romans 8, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. For the believer this morning, there is no condemnation and there is no separation. To be absent from the body is to be instantly present with the Lord. But then there is a second reason for this Christian hope and certainty, and it's based upon the promise that Jesus made. The great promise that Jesus made. You'll remember in John 14, having announced to the disciples that he was going to leave them, he was going away, he was going to die. Jesus then delivered this most remarkable promise. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions, many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will receive you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. You see, the Lord Jesus, having died on the cross for our sins, then rose again on the third day, and then 40 days later, triumphantly ascended back into heaven, where he has prepared a place for all who trust him. You see, death is not the end. It's not the finish. There is a glorious mansion in the skies. There is a home prepared for everyone 
of his children. But maybe there is someone here this morning and you're thinking, but how can this become my hope? How can this become my certainty? Well, Thomas asked Jesus that very question in John 14. He said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus replied, Thomas, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. You see, Jesus is the way, the only way. He's the way to God. He is the way to the Father's house. He is the way to eternal and abundant life. And the Bible promises that if you believe, if you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ alone as Saviour, then that hope will be yours for time and for all eternity. Yes, the death Jesus died, the promise that Jesus gave. But then there is a final reason for this great Christian hope that Kathleen had. And it's based upon the prayer that Jesus prayed. In John chapter 17, we have what can be truly called the Lord's Prayer. Because we find Jesus praying to his Father, praying on our behalf just before he died. And in John 17 verse 24, we find Jesus praying, Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. You see, the Lord Jesus delights in having his people with himself. And that's a truth that could be clearly seen right the way through his earthly life. Wherever Jesus went, he took his disciples with him, whether it was to the marriage at Cana of Galilee or the feasts in Jerusalem or even to the Garden of Gethsemane. In Mark 1, verse 35, we read that Jesus appointed 12 that they should be with him. And my friends, the Lord Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And he has prayed Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me should be with me where I am. One of the old Puritan preachers, Robert Trail, made a wonderful comment on this particular prayer. Listen to this. He said, learn to pray moderately for the lives of Christian people. Who can tell but Christ and we are praying contrary to one another. He may be saying in heaven, Father, I will have such an one to be with me where I am. And we saying here on earth, Lord, we would have them to be with us where we are. We saying we cannot spare them as yet. And Christ saying, I will no longer be without them. It is the force of this prayer of Christ I will have them to be with me where I am. That is the cause of the death of the godly. Isn't that remarkable? You see, what's written on Kathleen's death certificate was not the real cause of her death. 
No, no, the real cause of her death was this prayer of the Saviour, praying, Father, I will have Kathleen to be with me where I am, that she may behold my glory. Quite a different view of death, isn't it? Whilst we are sad and sorrowful, Christ is rejoicing. And the wonderful thing is that there is coming a day when we shall rejoice also, for we shall be reunited with Kathleen and those who have gone on before. The Bible tells us that because Jesus died and rose again, so we too will rise when Christ comes. That last day is going to be a day of glorious resurrection, a day of wonderful reunion. Paul explains that the dead in Christ, like Kathleen, will rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus forever and together we shall ever be with the Lord. It's no wonder that Paul says, comfort one another with these words. Such is the Christian hope and the Christian certainty. And I know it was Kathleen's great prayer and longing that this should become your hope and your certainty here today. May God grant it so for his glory.